So the word on the street, Tony, is you're bringing in a lot of Yale. That means you're not a small-time punk anymore. You're public property now. Supreme Court says that your privacy can be invaded. Okay, how much? How much? Well, there's an answer to that too, Tony. This is how much. That's it. Big number. Yeah. It's on a monthly basis. Same thing every month. You know how this works? No, you tell me. We tell you who's moving against you. And we shake down who you want shaking down. Now, let's say that you got a real problem making a collection, all right? Hmm? And then we step in for you. Got eight killers with badges working for me, and when they hit, it hurts. Same thing works the other way. You feed me a bus now. Some cowboy set himself up for business. A small fry, you know? Good evening, everybody. Dave Joskow, The Nightfly, with you. The October 9th, 2018 edition. Feeling okay. I gotta say, that first clip always cheers me up. That Scarface stuff. Okay, Mel. They don't have the ending scene I like where he said, Okay, Mel. I'll see you later. He changes his tune. That fucking prick Lopez. He sent that fucking cop on me. It cheers me up. I was not in a good mood today, but uh, I got in a better mood. You know why? Because I like doing the podcast i like bringing it to you i like doing it you know this is my therapy i talk it out and yes once again you know i've had some coffee and i am alone again because this is the problem this is the problem it's not it's not as bad as as uh as this today i am alone Yeah, it's not uh, Winona Ryder bad uh, Beetlejuice today. It's uh, but it uh, things are not good for you, pal, Dave Jesco, and it's nothing. It, 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 you know, everything's okay. I mean, if you're talking about in terms of, uh, uh, geez, I you know, uh, I'm I'm not going to prison anytime soon because I still have another seven years left on my you know 15 year cycle. But uh, ever since that surgery, I just haven't been right. I haven't been right, and things are falling apart, and I can't get things together in my personal life, and I can't get things together at my new job at work, and you know I got yelled at by the new COO today, and I, I just I, you know they felt like they've made a horrible mistake, and everything just fell apart. I can't put anything together. I cannot organize my thoughts. So that was really bad. I was really depressed today because I can't get it together. This new job is taking my soul away it's it's nothing nothing has changed i'm just like i can't i I don't know maybe i guess i'm not managerial material or something you know it's only been a month but there you know this 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 this, you know she's japanese she doesn't have time for nonsense you gotta get down to business they're very efficient you can't give her any excuses my head hurts i can't give her any excuses 
but I have staples on the back of my neck. She doesn't care. She doesn't have time for nonsense. This is the Japanese efficiency. And my head hurts. Tell you what we'll do. We'll make like the Western pictures and play cards. And the loser gets out of town. You're on! Kim Rum is my game, Sam. Okay, cut the cards. Not that away, you turn the loot. Your first play. Come on, put down the card. All right, all right, don't rush me. I'm a thinker. And my head hurts. Hilarious every time. Every goddamn time. That's all I think about. And my head hurts. Well, it does. You know, I just technically had surgery. It takes time to recover. I know this. But everything's falling apart. Everything's falling apart. Um, you know, in my mind, I, I can't organize my thoughts. Um, the staples in the back of my head, which, as you know, there are still 43 of them left, even when you hear this podcast taping a couple days beforehand. Um, it's killing me. It's making me very uncomfortable. I cannot get comfortable. I can't sleep. It, now, we all know it's going to be totally worth it, so it's not bothering me in that sense, but putting stuff together, bad timing to get a promotion when this happened, just bad timing. I messed up in that sense. Then I'm going to Los Angeles, and then there's time off. I, I can't concentrate and put stuff together and then my personal life uh, in the sense of um the big brother show it's canceled and it's all my fault it's also partly jessica pilot's fault look i don't want to get angry i don't want to get i don't want to go all off on jessica pilot again it's not right i love jessica pilot i absolutely will always love jessica pilot however <laughs> I don't want to go bust on her again because she she's adorable and I I just I'll, I'll always you know whatever the kid needs I don't know she she's a, she's a, she's a troubled girl. But the thing is, uh, this is on me. I'm an idiot. This is what happens to me. This is what happened with my old manager. I get so excited when somebody wants to help me. I trust them, and I put all my trust in them. And they mostly let me down. I mean, Vanessa, my manager, was a scam artist. But I but I didn't see it. And, you know, I'm that type of guy that looks for that kind of stuff. Normally, I don't trust anybody. But for I wanted her to be for real so badly, so badly that I want somebody helping me and believing in me that I believed in her for a year. I didn't see it. All the scams, the lies, the money, all the nonsense. I wanted her to believe in me so bad, I didn't see it. And with Jessica, unfortunately, we're at the dinner that day. She got me excited. I said, you know what? You booked the, the Colbert. You booked, you know, comedy. Uh, I'm thinking about doing Big Brother show. She goes, I'll help you book it. I'll help you book it. And, uh, but she she didn't. And, um, you know, and then she goes, like, you, you have to widen your pool. And I'm like, well, I, I thought that was your plan that you'd be like hey how about this guy how about this you know i guess it's so you know listen it's my fault too i could have suggested can you get this guy can you get this guy so it's it's my fault too it's just apparently i couldn't get somebody big enough for them to sell tickets in time so the show's canceled it's a it's a very big embarrassment now 
for my money, I'm kind of pissed off. The thing was October 24th. It's plenty of time. I guess not for that. I mean, I don't understand. I've never let them down. I don't know how they sell tickets. I really don't. Place is always packed. Tickets are expensive. So I guess usually we have somebody that they know. But I'm trying to think of last year. I don't think we had any names. Yes, I had Michelle Wolf, but that was a month before she blew up. And I told everybody, listen, this year, it's all comics you're going to see. Sam Morell, Michelle Wolf, all these people. It's all people you're going to see soon. And then Seinfeld showed up. Yeah, but he wasn't on the list. So I don't know why they don't trust me. Like, look, it's an amazing comedy show. Don't worry about it. And they're like, well, if you don't have a name. And I got Gaffigan to do it again, but he doesn't want to promote it. So what was I going to do? And uh, the day that they canceled it, I got Jessica Curse on and Marina Franklin to sign on. Unfortunately, they don't. The people, the, you know, I know, you and I know they're great. And, and everyone will be completely satisfied and, and say that they're great. But unfortunately, I don't think at this point... In time, do they sell tickets, which burns me up because, you know, Marina just taped her special in Chicago. She's been on Conan. You know, she's, I, you know, I think she's going to blow up. You know, I mean, we're all old and stuff, but, you know, I, I, and Jessica Kurzon's amazing. I'm actually not sure why she's not more successful, but I think she, I mean, she's successful, but you know what I'm saying? Does she sell tickets? I don't know. But they, they should, you know, they should just trust me. I guess they do in some ways, but I guess they, they want a name. I asked to tell to do it. He said, yes. He said, give me the dates. And I, you know, I don't want to, I mean, I love it. Obviously he's great and he would probably sell tickets, but uh, you know, I hate using it. It's a pain in the ass. He always gets angry at me. It's annoying, but I called him last week and they're like, ah, I think we better postpone it. I'm like, Oh, go fuck yourselves. Go ahead. Postpone it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You sons of bitch. Sons of God damn it. Can't get mad at the organization. It's a good organization. I can't get mad. It's my fault. And unfortunately, it's Jessica Pilot's fault too. She didn't help as much as she should. But I can't, I I will not blame her because um, I can't. I got to blame myself. I can't get it together. It's my fault too. I wasn't calling her and being like, who's this? Because I, the reason I needed her, I can get the people myself. I know everybody. I needed her to give me suggestions. And she's like, you have to widen your pool. I'm like, what are you writing that for? You got to widen my pool. What does that mean? I already asked if we could get, you know, I'm already out of my league asking Norm McDonald if he can do it or whatever. And then because of all the stuff that happened, they, you know, it's big brothers, big sisters. It's not, uh, you know, they, uh, you know how it is. They, they, they're very, very touchy on certain subjects. All, so, so if that's the case, really, well, I don't think I can use any male comedians. Which, ironically, I I didn't. I've only hired two girls so far. Uh, I asked to get Leslie Jones. She's working. Melissa DeVisignor, or whatever you pronounce that. She's working. Uh, I don't know. So, I was very embarrassed, very upset. Then I had a bad couple days at work i'm not doing enough because you know what i don't know what that anybody's talking about i think i'm over my head i feel really stupid i can't get my thoughts together i had all these ideas going in and now i can't get my thoughts together i feel like i'm losing my soul i can't figure it out but with everything i kept saying i'm gonna i'm gonna fix this i'm gonna fix this nobody here oh and then i know okay so more bad news i feel like i'm disappointing everybody i'm letting everybody down more bad news and i apologize but 
So, it's, <laughs> this is not a Jessica Pilot bashing show. It is not. This is not her fault in any way. It's just a coincidence. Uh, so, for the cars screening, she got me this place which looked amazing. And she hooked me up with this guy who I guess runs the place. So it turns out this guy knows one of the attorneys at my office. So I go in and I'm like, oh, yeah, but this guy, he knows he says he travels with you. He hangs out. I go, oh, yeah, great. So I call the guy up and he goes, let's do a phone call. I go, great, great. And he goes, well, I don't know. You know, you, you can't use the big room. And I'm like, what are you talking about? What do you mean I can't use it? He goes, but uh, I'll try and get you into this other place, which is this KGB place. I, prefer, I hate it there. Uh, he's like, no, they've redecorated. We just need a plan going in. And I'm like, well, let me just take a look at the space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if we take a look at the space, you need a plan going in. And I'm like, and I'm, uh, what do you call it? Uh, paraphrasing, you know, this took a while. And I'm like, what do you mean? What do we need a plan? I just want to see the space. Just take me to see the space. I don't think he knows anybody that works there. I don't know who this guy is. I don't think he has anything to do with the place I originally got. I'm not sure what he does. He seems nice enough, but he's too in my face about what he wants. And then he's like, yeah, I'll I'll do the show. I'll take care of it. I'll host the show. I'll do it. And I'm like, who, who, who the fuck is this guy? So I go to my friend at work and I go, hey, what, what this guy? Uh, what do you actually know about him? And then he goes, okay, here's the thing with this guy. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, that makes me feel better because, you know, you get one phone call with somebody and you get an impression and that's a phone call. That's not even meeting. You get an impression of somebody and thank God it's the correct, that I'm not completely insane. I mean, this guy goes, okay, here's the thing. And any, I don't even know what he said after that. Cause it was big. As long as he said, here's the thing, I'm not crazy. So I don't know what this guy's doing. I don't know why I can't just see the space. Now, one of the reasons I don't want to do it at the space is because this particular space for so many reasons. Okay, number one, uh, I've hung out there with heroin addicts before, and that, that it, it, it's, a, it's a terrible place in my mind. Uh, number two, uh, actually, I had a pretty good night on a New Year's Eve one day but uh, with a girlfriend and two other people, but it was, but it was weird. It, it still was weird. I don't know why we were there. We were there because somebody asked, long story, I'll tell you another time. Number three, remember that girl that wrote that play about me where the lead lead character, Dave Jessica, was a flaming homosexual? <laughs> hey, everybody. I love sports. Um, she did that play there. So I hate that place. Exhibit C. And what's exhibit D? Oh, I remember. I slept with this beautiful... Was that, I don't know what nationality she was. Maybe she was Korean. Uh, years ago, so hot. I remember we said that it was it was so sexy. And ten years later, I found out she worked there, and I called her, and she goes, "How'd you get this number?" And I'm like, "I don't know. What's up? What's happening?" And she was like, "Uh, yeah, I'll call you late. Never heard from me. She didn't want to hear from me. So this week, <laughs> and I was completely humiliated because uh, I I would have sex with her again. It was it was sexy." Um, but that was years ago. She can't still be mad about the. Uh, well, it's just like, uh, just like at uh, Rachel's wedding, when I was sitting next to the the other Korean. Whoa, whoa, that's two Asians. I didn't even know I was with. What am I, the new Russman Eve? Hey oh. Um, 
uh, she, you know, when that her, the girl whose sister I dated was sitting right next to me, she, she can't still be mad about that thing that happened. It's kind of funny that people are still mad. My headphones are bothering me now because my head hurts again. Top of my head. Uh, anyway, so I hate this place he's recommending. Whether And then I looked at it online. I'm like, this is horrible. This guy has no idea what I'm... First of all, but here's the thing about Jessica, and it's kind of funny. Shut I don't know what her deal is, but when I talk to this guy, he goes, yeah, he says, um, your movie's about 20 minutes long, and uh, and then you're just going to talk in between. And I'm like, what? No, it's, the movie's 84 minutes, what? She, she got everything wrong. I, I don't, I wonder if she's seen the movie. I know she's trying to help, and I also know that she has to help herself. Uh, meanwhile, I think her boss at CBS was fired today. It's all over the newspaper for, uh, and you know, this guy from the Howard Stern show, Vinny Favali fired, I think fired, uh, over, or uh, yeah, over sexual harassment, which makes a lot of sense because once I get confirmation that he's definitely fired and it's definitely in the paper, cause it, it was, it was online already. You know, I remember him from the Howard Stern show and I think Jessica could actually get this job. But uh, the sexual harassment makes sense, and I'll tell you more next time. But uh, she's got to worry about herself, too, you know. But um, I, you know, where, where's she getting this information from? Yeah, the, the thing's 20 minutes, and uh, 20 minutes, it's like 84 minutes. It's technically feature length, you know, if you add on the credits at the end. Yeah, there's not that much story of the cars to tell that you need a two-hour film uh, to do. So, uh, So, again... All is lost. I'm back to square one. I'm alone again. I got to do everything on my own, and I just can't catch it, but I'm going to fix this. I'm going to fix this, and that's why I thought of the Scarface. I was thinking of this scene. Can't shoot a cop. Whoever said you was one. Wait a minute! Now you let me go. I'll fix this up. Sure, man. Maybe you can handle yourself... One of them first-class tickets to the resurrection. Fucking punk. Son of a bitch. So long, man. Have a good trip. Fuck you! Okay. What about Ernie? Want a job, Ernie? Yeah, sure, Tony. Sure, Tony. Okay, then you call me tomorrow. Hey, man, you got a job. Huh? Hey, Tony. Thanks. Classic scene. Classic scene. Uh, you let me go, I'll fix this. Yeah, sure, man. Whoever said you watch one? Whoever said you was you can't kill a cop? Whoever said you watch one? I have about two. A first class ticket to the resurrection. Okay, Mel. Let me go. I'll fix this. Can you imagine? This is what I'm thinking of. This is what I'm thinking. I'm like, I gotta fix this. I gotta fix this. And I'm thinking of this scene. What's the matter with me? That's what's in my head. This is why I can't get anything accomplished. Because when I'm thinking I gotta fix this, I'm not actually thinking I'm gonna fix this. I'm only thinking about the movie Scarface. <laughs> and 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 I think that's a problem. 
telling you, the staples in my head are driving me crazy. They're driving me crazy. I still got 43 goddamn staples in there. They're driving me insane. <sighs> They're not coming out till October 18th. I wonder if I'm going to be able to get through airport security. Anyway, and I can't, I can't seem to schedule anybody from my podcast, but I will tell you this. I did put the word out to Robbie Rist. You know who I'm talking about. You know damn well who I'm talking about. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Uh, let's obviously I because of the comedy seller and everything I've slacked on the 200 podcast it's whatever it is but let me just say this the fact of the matter is in our 200 podcasts the fact is that getting this the guy from this is the 200th podcast Problem, as you can plainly see, one minute he's 40, the next he's 33. Big John keeps a changing before your very eyes. He's 25, and, and then, then 19, 19, and 12 years old inside. Big John, little John, what a way to grow. Big John, little John. Big John found the fountain of youth. He drank a little drink. (laughs) Then that magic water is the thing that made him shrink. Now even when he's little John, he never knows just when. Zap, he'll change and rearrange. And he's Big John again. Well, let me tell you something. I mean, if we get this guy... If we get the legendary Robbie Riz, who we've been talking about on this podcast since day one, well, how is that not a 200th podcast perfect to celebrate your 200th podcast? If we do it, if we get him, we're taping it at Jeff Ross's house in California with little John, cousin Oliver, and so much more, and David from the Mary Tyler Moore Show. <laughs> oh, would it be better than that? But... I don't know how to get in touch with him except through Facebook, and he doesn't seem to check that. So what am I going to do? I'm doing the best I can. I don't think that's something Jessica Pilot could ever help on anyway. We can't rely on her anymore. That's no big deal. That's my problem. I gotta, I'm gotta. i on my own. I got to figure it all out. And I will once I get better. I'm not on medication anymore, but I was. But if you think about it, I really just had surgery. I know it's vanity surgery, but it takes a while. There's staples in the back of my head. My head is healing. It hurts. It's stupid. I can't. I'm not myself. People say, you want to go out? You want to go out? The only thing, of course, I'm doing is going out for Monday Night Football on wings. And doing puppet picks. But I can't concentrate. I'm having a lot of trouble. And I feel really bad about the cars thing. So, you know, I go through days where I'm like, no, let's do it. Let's do it. But I still can't. I can't make the move. I... I thought I was going to get my own office, but I've been told today because I'm so horrible that I might not. And I actually thought that would be a place where I could concentrate. I need a place. I can't do it at home. I can't concentrate at home. There's TV and the internet and everything. And at work, because I'm in like a cubicle area, I can't concentrate there. I thought I have my own office. I can do all the work I need to do, but then I can also take the time to concentrate and organize. 
but now I don't know because I suck. I'm mad at myself. But I can't be. Don't you figure? I thought I was kind of hoping by October 1st I'd be better, but I'm hoping by the time I come back from L.A. everything will be better. Anyway, the other news is that I did find out everything is a go for the big Dave Juskow. I think I'm going to call it the Dave Juskow Christmas Spectacular. Don't tell my mother. <laughs> Monday, which I hate because it interferes with Monday Night Football, but Monday, December 3rd, me, Mateo Lane, and an abundance of awesome celebrities just like my birthday at the Comedy Cellar at the Village Underground. It is now officially set in stone. Just found out five minutes before we went on the air. 66 WNBC. Uh, yeah, just before we went on, I found out, uh, what do we call that? Oh, that's right. I should have played this. Monday, December 3rd. Everybody's talking about it. The Dave Juskow Christmas Spectacular Don't Tell My Mother at the Village Underground. Me, Mateo Lane. No one else yet. I'm working on it. But it'll be big. It's going to be big, I tell you. Yeah, make a little money, put it towards the hair fund. Uh... I guess we'll get Rick Chrome again. Why wouldn't we? we? Play the piano. We'll sing Christmas songs. One Hanukkah song, you know, and keep it real. You know, the way Adam Sandler would do it. I don't know and then we'll have Mateo sing uh, the Mariah Carey song about 50 times. Who's not going home happy then? Tell me, tell me who's not going home happy when Mateo, ju- all we do is sing that Mariah Carey song. So there it is. And I just talked to Mateo. He's in. It's set. Because I was worried he's going to be away. Can't do a Christmas spectacular with music without Mateo. So we'll sing a couple of Christmas songs. We'll invite some big celebrities up. Liza again. How can we not? Uh, so that's something. And you'd figure by December 3rd, I should be okay. The problem is I got to get the word out by at least... November 3rd, and I don't know, but I'm going to take all the people I was thinking about for Big Brother taking, I'm going to get Gaffigan to perform at that one, what about that one, yeah, now that's worth 15 bucks, that's worth 20 bucks, but I can't charge people 20 bucks if I'm doing it, you know how I feel, I don't want to charge anybody, I just want everybody to have a good time, this is why I'm poor, I don't know how to make, I don't like charging people, this is why I can't bartend. I can't charge people. I feel horrible. I just, I don't want to charge anybody. I want everybody to have a good time. What's the matter with me? I just want people to have a good time. That's why it's fair. What's going on here? Come on. What's happening? Pilot always comes on with his little announcements. I'm going over this. I'm going over that. I'm taking a left. I'm bringing it up. I'm taking it down. I'm going right. I'm going this way. I'm going that way. And we're back then. Yeah, that's all fine. <laughs> Just do whatever the hell you got to do. I don't know what the hell is going on. Do I bother him? Do I go knocking on the cockpit door? I'm having the peanuts now. <laughs> Just thought you might like to know what we're doing. He's good. He's good. Uh, you know what I should do when I do comedy? I should just have that playing in the background. 
it seems like the way to go. Because uh, you can get a you know you can get a medium sized chuckle uh, while you're there, which would be nice. Um, yeah. So also, I had gotten um, on the twenty seventh of September. I got canceled from Fox News. You know, I love doing that show. I got canceled from there because of the Brett Kavanaugh hearings. What are you going to do? But I couldn't have been more thrilled because I was still wearing that stupid hat. I'm not wearing the hat anymore. Maybe I already told you this last week. I can't remember. Uh, did I tell you this last week? Because it came out. So, so was it. Uh, oh, yeah, I, that might have been that day that I taped it. So maybe I already told you this already. I'm sorry. I haven't listened to my own podcast last week, and I get confused. So maybe we already talked about it. So whatever. Meanwhile, uh, yesterday, Donald Trump saying that this woman uh, is crazy. She doesn't know anything. It's funny because I listen. I'm like, hey, she doesn't know anything. But then everybody's like, no, she knows everything. You know, you talk to different people. I don't know what's happening. Everything's a mess. Meanwhile, he's doing some really good stuff, and he got that trade with Canada and Mexico. You know, everybody I talk to that's very angry, that hates him, that wants to shoot him, which I've never seen these kind of people talk like this before. It's still when I bring up stuff, but he's not doing He's got some stuff. They seem to agree. Besides his talking like this, which is, what? why? Why are you doing this? He's not doing horrible stuff. But I, I'm not going to go there again because I let's, let's just say that we know he's winning again in 2020, so let's just move on. Uh, and that's the thing. Remember, you saw uh, Conway on... Con- Conway. This is why I'm so white. Kanye on Saturday Night Live. So strange. Now, he's wearing the Make America Great hat again, which is hilarious. There's nothing more hilarious than Kanye West being a Donald Trump supporter. You still think he's like the Andy Kaufman of his time. Like, it's going to be this big joke. Because who wants to, what do you call it, reverse the 13th Amendment? (laughs) The one that abolished slavery wants to have it. He wants to have it reversed. Come on, he's he's up to that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. He's obviously lost his mind. I feel bad now for Kim. He's made me feel bad for Kim Kardashian because you know, she's got these two kids that her, their father's clearly insane or a genius. Like I said, we don't know. He might be pulling an Andy Kaufman. If you saw Saturday Night Live last week, he was dressed as uh, two bottles of water, like he didn't even practice. He's like, "Yeah, hey, let's just go on some Perrier." It was hilarious. I don't. I loved it because it was. I didn't like the song. I liked the last song. He's saying, but how weird is that? For forty years, maybe even what is it? Forty-four years. Actually, not forty-four. That all started actually. If you if you if if you don't know this, with the cast coming on stage, if you watch the early episodes, and I don't. I mean, it's easy to figure out, but not until Candace Bergen was the host did they all come out with flowers for her. It just shows you how hot she used to be because I just watched that new Murphy Brown. And let me tell you something. You're sitting there going like, wait, how did this woman get on television? I know. It's old. It's a horrible sexist thing to say. But she was so pretty and apparently so nice. And the whole cast brought her out roses. Maybe she was the first female host. I don't know. Maybe that's the case. I mean, I can I can easily look it up. You know what? I'm going to. I figured it out. Yeah. So we know George Carlin was the first host. I'm just looking. I'm just seeing. Looking. Oh, yeah. She was the fourth host. So there it is. That's so funny. Oh, okay. So that makes sense. It went George Carlin, Paul Simon, Rob Reiner, which is so funny because I totally remember that episode when he was the host. And uh, Candace Bergen was the fourth. Uh, does it say? 
Oh, and that's the right. That's the famous land shark character. So she would then Robert Klein, then Lily Tomlin. Well, you know, kind of a tomboy. You know. Richard Pryor. Oh, Candace Bergen again. That's odd. Oh, well, she came on again. It's uh, right at four episodes. So they must have really liked Candace Bergen because that's. What are you talking about? In 1975, there's no one else. There's no one else you can have on the show. So they, she must have done a great job. And it was a classic. If you look at the uh, sketches, include Land Shark. Um, and Andy Kaufman was on that. Debuts, his foreign man character on the show. Wow. Uh, and Chevy Chase impersonates President Gerald Ford first time. So that is kind of a banner show. So anyway... What happened was the cast came out with roses for her, and after that, I think they all came out after that day. So they so they have done it every year, but they didn't do it until the fourth episode. Or maybe the eighth episode. I don't know. Uh, since she was on again. Then Elliot Gould. This list is so funny. But Buck Henry, of course. Uh, Peter Cook and Dudley Moore, and that's in 76 by now, January of 76. Who even knew who those guys were? I I didn't know who Dudley Moore was until 10, and that was in 79. So he hosted Saturday Night Live before that. Dick Cavett, Peter Boyle, perfect. Um, Desi Arnaz. Desi Arnaz, and then it says the musical guest was Desi Arnaz and Desi Arnaz Jr. Arnaz and his son performed the songs Cuban Pete, which I think I have on my uh, boom, but chicky boom, chicky boom. Isn't that the one I, I play that song? And Babalu, Desi Arnaz, Jill Clayberg. She was huge back then in 76. Had a very short run. Anthony Perkins. I remember that one because they definitely did a psycho thing. I remember I didn't know who he was, but I totally knew who he was. You know what I'm saying? Because that movie came out before I was born. I never saw it. But, like, you know, you knew. Ron Nesson, I don't know who that was. Does anybody know who that is? President Gerald Ford appeared in film segment during the cold open when he opens the show with live. That's interesting, after Chevy Chase Pratfall. Uh, Billy Crystal, billed as Bill Crystal, performed a monologue. 76, this is the first season. But I don't know who Ron Nesson is. Probably looked that up, too. I just don't care. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. I can right now. Uh, Ron Nesson is an American government official who served as the 13th White House press secretary for President Gerald Ford. Wow, <laughs> that's kind of cool. Look at the, you know, it's interesting. I mean, they, they've they've been doing this for all that long. They have very interesting guests. Raquel Welch. Oh, my God, I remember that. I can remember all these because I remember, you know, I was so excited there was something on late. Madeline Kahn, Diane Cannon, Buck Henry again. Elliot Gould again, Louise Lasser, who I've heard is, oh, here we go. Listen to this. This Oh, this is great. I, I heard about this, and it says, in her opening monologue, host Louise Lasser, who had been arrested on a drug charge the week before and was very difficult for the cast and writers to work with that week, pretends to have a bout of stage fright and lock herself in her dressing room. She had actually done the same thing in real life just before the beginning of the show. The cast was dividing her parts among themselves. Her self-indulgent behavior led Michaels to keep this episode out of syndication. Wow, now I want to see that bad. And then the last uh, last person, ironically, ironically, I'm saying, uh, 
is Chris Christopherson. Because I wonder if he was there to promote A Star is Born, which as we speak two months later is coming out in its third or fourth incarnation with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. And it's, I mean, people are just saying it's amazing. So Candace Bergen was the first one, but I don't know whether it was the fourth one or the eighth one that they bought out the roses and they bought it out. So anyway, so they're all standing out of stage and all of a sudden they go, and here's Kanye West again. He does a third song during the credits and then wears that hat. And I think they told him not to wear that hat or not to sing that song. I don't know what the story was. They were telling him not to wear that hat. Are you guys stupid? You're going to tell Kanye West not to wear the hat? You know he's going to wear that hat. You're better off saying nothing. Now I really want to see that Louise last boy. She fucked it. What an asshole. Don't you hate when people have it all and then they just kind of blow it? Like, that's why I've always hated Demi Lovato. Until I heard her sing again on something, I'm like, well, it's pretty fucking good. God damn it. So he's wearing that Make America Great Again hat, and it's so funny. And it was just so weird the way it was done. It's like those things are usually reserved for Springsteen, Paul McCartney, U2. I was very surprised that they gave Kanye West a third song. If he was the host and musical guest, I understand it. Very odd. Why Kanye West? But I actually liked that song. I think it was called Somebody or something. I don't know what it was called, actually. I kind of enjoyed it. But, uh, yeah. So that was interesting. Uh, but, yeah, I was so depressed today. And... Um, I know this is so stupid, but for some reason, this, you know, when you're uh, down, I think once in a while you have to play, you know, you got to do a little 80s something. And I was going all triumph today. I don't know why with magic power. It's such a legend. Little magic power makes it better than it seems. Here we go. She's young now. She's wild now. She wants to be free. She gets the magic power on. Not only does the band triumph rule, but triumph the Inzo comic rules as well. Going all the way back to 1984, here it is, Triumph and Magic Power. Oh, they'll never write more songs like this anymore. It's so over. Because they've made too much fun of it on South Park and everything else, so you, I don't think you can ever write this song. Uh, where's Carl Blanca when you need him? My boy, he's the one who got me into this. Yes, he's like you gotta understand the magic power of triumph, man. Triumph. Yes. Yeah, he also likes Sammy Hagar. It makes sense. In fact, his name in the football pool is Red Rocker. 
of Rick Nielsen. I mean, come on. What about, what about triumph? Magic power? Come on, I'm young now. I'm wild. I'm free. I got the magic power and the new. Come on. What do you get? Kid stuff. What about the tones? Oh, yeah, that song rocks. Or, you know, it used to. Still makes me feel pretty good, though. Uh, that light me up. Before, earlier, that's why I played it because I feel pretty good when I got back on the podcast. But it was a bad day, and it's going to be bad for a while. You know, I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. But everything is going to come together. You know, um, I was very upset about um, Louis C.K. came back to the cellar. I love Louis, and I don't think he's done anything wrong. And it makes me so angry. They had another incident at the cellar uh, where people walked out again, did another surprise set. Patrons were not happy about it. He went on at midnight. A few women walked out. He didn't address the the sexual misconduct. He admitted he was a little arrogant. He made some comment like, I've been off for a while because everyone needs a break. One audience member tweeted about CK. I saw Louis CK at the comedy show last night. I'm happy to report that his new material is just as bad as the old. It's so horrible. So Gnome is going through a really bad time, the owner of the cellar, who's my friend. Uh, my really good friend who I really like and I don't want to see him hurting because this is ridiculous. But here's the thing. So he said, what does he say? Uh, Nob Dwarman told the Huffington Post that the venue was instituting a new policy on scandal-scarred stars. This is brilliant. Essentially, swim at your own risk, said Dwarman. We don't, we don't, know, you don't, we don't know who you don't want to see. You're free to leave. No questions asked and check completely on the house. Having said that, we don't expect Louis back anytime soon. <laughs> but I, I don't believe that at all. He loves the cellar. That's his, are you people insane? What are you What are you expecting when you go in there? You're so angry at Louis C. Do you even know what you're angry about? Women are leaving. Are you kidding? This is the one guy that shouldn't be involved in this mess. You know when you leave? When OJ walks in, when Bill Cosby walks in, or when Harvey Weinstein walks in. For Christ's sakes. Louis told two girls he was going to masturbate in front of them, and they came upstairs anyway. It's got to end somewhere, and it's not ending anytime soon. I may not like Brett Kavanaugh, but what they did to this poor guy is horrible. Without any facts, any information, we don't know what this lady is. Why wasn't the FBI investigation beforehand? I don't want that guy on the Supreme Court, but I I'm, I feel, now you've made me feel bad for him. And I didn't think that was possible for an, you know, for, an, for me to feel bad for an anti-Semite. I'm just assuming. 
<laughs> just because he's white and you know he wants to overturn Roe versus Wade. I just assume he's not Jewish, or he, you know whatever. Anybody that wants to overturn Roe versus Wade is an obvious idiot. Just like an idiot who wants to overturn the 13th Amendment. What the fuck is that? Can you imagine how funny that would be if a white person said, well, I'm sure some of the Ku Klux Klan says that, but does it say why? Let me see when I have the article here. I'm doing this kind of in the dark. Uh, I thought it would be more romantic. I'm looking out at the stars. I'm not putting my bedroom light on, which I never use, but I have this little light that's more of a computer light. So I'm having some trouble reading, but let's see if it says, um, let's see why he wants to do that. Um, Trump ranted, promoted Democrats, and went on his own Twitter tirade Sunday. This is a voicing support for repealing the 13th Amendment, which abolished slavery. Like many, oh no, this is uh, Trump again. Booze rained down in the hip-hop star as he delivered his partially unaired rant as the credits rolled. I didn't see that, and I was watching the whole thing although video clips soon spread online. The blacks weren't always Democrats, you know. It's like the plan they did to take the fathers out of the home and put them on welfare, West said. Does anybody know about that? That's a Democratic plan. Then he turned to his support of Trump. There's so many times I talk to like a white person about this and they say, how could you like Trump? He's racist. Well, if I was concerned about racism, I would have moved out of America a long time. Well, that's a good statement. And I don't think Trump's racist either. I mean, yeah, he's... Later on Sunday, West issued a tweet about abolishing the 13th Amendment, seeming to argue that a clause in the constitutional amendment that exempts slavery as a punishment for a crime makes the 13th Amendment slavery in disguise. He later added that that amendment should not... should be amended, not repealed. Oh, well, that's, that's... all right, well, at least, at least he's got a platform. That's okay, then. I don't think Trump's racist. It just he seems racist because the middle of the country that we assume to be racist and looks racist when, he, when they're at the, the, those rallies, so he seems racist, like me. Do you know how many times I use the N-word during a football game I have money on? <laughs> I just, I'm sorry, it's, I, you know, I can't help, but I, I mean, I, I know I'm racist. I'm definitely a little racist. I think everybody is just honest about it, but I don't, I don't really have a a problem. Like, I mean, I, you know, I, I, you know, I, I I don't know. This is going to come out wrong anyway. I say it, but, uh, you know, it's like, we've always talked about this when you're driving a car and somebody cuts you off, you, you get racist. That's when everyone gets racist. You either use the N word or a kike, or dirty Jew, or, uh, you know, gook, whatever, whoever cuts you off, you, that's when it happens, and everyone does it, I don't care who the hell you are, that's when it comes out, because that's your way of getting back at them to yourself, and you hope that no one's in the car with you, (laughs) <laughs> that will take offense because it comes up uh, so suddenly because that did happen to my friend Lawrence. Uh, we had a friend, uh, a dear friend. Well, I didn't like him. He liked me. We've talked about this before. It was a black guy from um, high school. We knew. He hated me. He hated me. Uh, and But he was a lovely guy, really lovely guy. I, I don't know why he didn't like me. I mean, I know why he just thought I was an asshole. And I've told you this story because I saw him years later. He didn't see me. 
and I was doing I was doing a karaoke thing at this club, and I saw him, and I'm like, oh no. He's like, oh, Jesus, this guy's still a fucking asshole. Like, I don't even think he thought I was razor or anything. He just thought I was a moron. And he was he was right in every aspect. Um, but my friend, we were driving, got cut off, and he used the N-word. And then he goes, oh, my God, I'm so sorry, Don. Don, I'm so sorry, because he definitely didn't mean it. He didn't mean it. It just, sometimes it comes out, and it makes you feel better. You've gotten it off your chest. Not, hmm, I don't know. Maybe we are all racist. Maybe that's the way it is. You're just... You're so angry, you want to use some sort of derogatory term to get back at these people you can't get back at because you're so mad. Believe it, I do it to football too. I say, you know, whatever whatever the, the you know the white guys too, I'm just like, hey, yeah, anti-Semite. You know, when you're gambling and, 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 and the goddamn Giants, the, and Eli Manning fumbles a stupid ball and I lose $350 by one goddamn point. And Eli Manning's a goddamn anti-Semite and a classic Jew hater. But I don't believe that for a minute. Oh, man. One point this past weekend. Do I have a gambling problem? You're damn right I do. That's what I am. I'm not racist. I'm a degenerate gambler. But, again, I do like going. Oh, so this past weekend, I'm with Rachel Fiennes, then newly married. She was having a tough day. And it was her birthday. So she's having a tough time for who knows why. And I said, you know what will cheer you up? A little trip to the Meadowlands racetrack. I think you know what I'm talking about. And I took her to the goddamn Meadowlands racetrack at 930 in the morning. Now, if that doesn't cheer somebody, I said, listen, if you want to feel better about yourself, why don't you come to the racetrack with me? You'll be pretty glad you um, don't have a gambling problem. You will absolutely be the hottest girl anyone's ever seen there. Well, you'll be a girl. Uh, you'll definitely be the hottest girl because girls just don't. There are a couple girls that show up. with the, Remember, I bought Jessica Pilot there last week. but She was not experiencing. She was looking at her phone the whole time. She was not appreciating the, 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 the entertainment around you. You know, you want to see it to believe it. But, uh, yeah, that's, I said, well, Rachel, then now you have something to remember your, uh, I'm not going to tell you how old she is, even though you can look it up online, but uh, your birthday uh, in 2018 when your Uncle Dave took you to the track. Uh, <laughs> because that's what makes it awesome. I can't even wait to go again Saturday. I love it there. This time of the year, taking a nice drive out there, it's pleasant. And I've been winning. I won again, but, you know, it's a short thing, but I keep winning. I don't know. What I got to do is I got to, but so, oh, so, so here, so listen to this. So I'm trying to get rid of my regular bookie, right? Because they give me credit. I can't stand the credit. So I signed up for the New Jersey website, one that you can only use in Jersey. And if you see, that's money I'm taking out of my bank account. So I'll bet differently. I obviously can't get rid of my gambling problems, but I'll bet differently because I don't have a credit. I'll be like, geez, I don't want to spend this much because now it's real. Uh, now, listen, this is a degenerate talking about his plan to make things better. It's ridiculous. I know it's ridiculous when I'm saying it. But this was my plan. I'll pay the the money. Because I'm trying to win back the thing. We know that never works. Let me just pay it off. And this is the way I'll bet when I can't make it to the Meadowlands. That's how pathetic it is. Like on a Monday night. So I can bet for Monday night football. Because I only bet Saturday and Sunday. I'm an idiot. I know. I, I get it. I hear you. I hear what you're saying. Uh... 
So I so I got the thing. So then um, you can only bet when they know you're in Jersey. So I got this phony GPS thing on my phone. I downloaded it. You know, I looked up some stuff. And you can get this phony GPS thing that makes it look like I'm in Jersey. So I got it. And I put the pin in New Jersey. And they, you know, as, and, and it's and it works. It's unbelievable. I go to Maps on my phone. It says I'm in Edison, New Jersey. I go to Waze. It says I'm in Edison, New Jersey. But it kept going back and forth. So this one app wasn't working well. So then I got one that was completely sticking. But clearly, FanDuel's on to that scheme because they just were not buying it. They got that fit. They got some pretty slick fellas over there that, uh, wait a minute, you're not in Jersey. Hey, wait a minute. Why you little, why you little, Presenting his most royal majesty, the king. The king! Your majesty. Arise! In the line of beef. I shall knight thee. Arise! Your most gracious majesty. In the name of my most royal majesty, I knight thee. Arise, Sir Loin of Beef. Arise! Arise, Earl of Cloves. Arise! Arise, Duke of Brittingham. Arise, Baron of Munchausen. Arise, Essence of Myrrh, Duke of Magnesia, Quarter of Ten. Classic stuff. Classic stuff. Um... So uh, I don't even remember what I was talking about. I got uh, I got uh, all caught up on Bugs Bunny again because uh, those clips make me happy. And uh, oh, should I? Now nah, you know. I know usually I play the Larry David thing because it doesn't. Well, should I play it? It does make me happy. We haven't played it in a while, and it is kind of classic. Uh, I don't know. We've heard it a lot, but uh, should I do it? Maybe just maybe just maybe just maybe just a tiny bit, tiny bit. The, the first scene. Oh. Hi. Hi. My name is Greg. Is it? Yes. My name is Larry. Hi. A great pleasure to meet you. Oh, thank you. Well, you're very welcome. So, what are you drawing? Oh, I'm just doodling. That's a Hitler mustache. That's Hitler hair. Hitler hair. What's a Hitler? Oh, <laughs> Hitler was a bad man. A bad didn't man? Didn't care too very much for the man. Jews. Oh, my God. Yes, he started a war. I would kick oh. his ass. He didn't, he didn't really care for Jews. He thought they were a bit much. Oh, I would kick his butt. Would you? Would you? Yeah. All right. So that, that, that was, to, you know, that works for me. Actually, I was just looking at this other one I have, which, um, uh, remember the one from, uh, with Richard Kind? That's fucking out with the funeral. What's that, Larry? <laughs> My condolences. <laughs> better for me now. You're good. Sorry. How are you? Hi, Andy. I'm sorry. I really am. Heard you were in New York. You missed a good one. This Why, was really a nice, me? nice. Well, I'm sorry I missed it. Perhaps had I been informed. I may have been able to attend oh. my mother's funeral. It was beautiful. Very nice. Very well attended. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, rabbi spoke be- honestly. <laughs> rabbi spoke beautifully, yeah. like 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 a friend. I noticed you told Andy <laughs> in New York, and he flew in. Well, right. Andy, your mother didn't say not to call Andy. I was in she New York. She said not to call you. That's all. That's all she ever said. Gotta say, why didn't you call me when you were there? It would have been nice if you called. You know, I was busy, Andy. I couldn't see you. No, no, I'm no, sorry. no, I'm not talking about that. Just call me. Just, I, I figure if you're yeah, in town, just call voice, me and say hello. Man. I didn't need to see you. I didn't need to come visit. Yeah, yeah, I know, but what's the difference? I could call you when I'm in L.A. I don't, I don't see the logic to it. No, you know what I'm talking about. Don't be a putz. What are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking what you about. Mean? There's no logic are you to it. Are you out of your mind? If you go to Florida, you're the not going to call Aunt Chad? Not necessarily. Oh, you are in, You come to town, you give me a call. Just if call. If I can't see you, there's no point in I calling. didn't want to see you. Don't. What is the matter with you? The food the first night was not so good. It was just deli, but I'll tell you, people brought over. We still got some stuff in the fridge. It's Transition delicious. Is amazing. We have a lot of hard-boiled eggs, plenty hard And the eulogy yeah. was, was, was nice? It was beautiful. Take a look at how wonderful. A lot of people turned out. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful service. Sorry about your loss. Where's Larry? Oh, God, that is so goddamn fucking brilliant. And we don't even know whether that's written or improv. I assume it's a little bit of both. Damn, that's funny. Well, if that doesn't cheer you up, you then what are you, a putz? Seriously, that's that's fucking brilliant comedy. That is definitely up there with the Woody Allen shit. That's the premise, the whole... If that was... That's just as brilliant as everything we've been playing from Crimes and Misdemeanors. I mean, that's really goddamn good. Yeah, there's so many aspects about that particular scene. His mother doesn't want to bother. I mean, if you're a Jew, then it's even funnier... Because not only does his mother not want to bother him, because that's exactly what my sister's like, mommy didn't want to bother you. I'm like, what do you mean she had surgery? She didn't want to bother. This is a real thing, people. For those of you who don't live in this tri-state area and have Jewish mothers, it's a thing. They don't want to bother you. So that's hilarious that somebody depicted that. And then, of course, the way they're like, the rabbi spoke beautifully. The rabbi spoke beautifully. That is exactly what they always say. And then they talk about the food. The food was excellent. They had a deli platter. That's, you know, what it was, was this. And then just the funny, that the ending, and then, of course, the calling. When did you call me? You were in New York. He's completely right. Well, I could call you when I'm in LA. What's the difference? How do I hear your voice? There's so many aspects to that scene that really make it comic genius, let alone the last line. Oh, what a beautiful service. Where's Larry? The levels of comedy are why Larry David is considered a genius to this day. We already know about Seinfeld, but why this show is so successful, why Larry David has become so popular. I mean, you, 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 all you need to do, you don't have to watch Kirby Enthusiasm. You just watch that one scene, especially if you're Jewish, then it's even better. My dad always used to say about Woody Allen. He's like, you know, it's like, you really got to live in New York to understand Woody Allen, but you really got to be Jewish. You don't have to be Jewish. to understand, but it's like, it's, it's a, it's a more of a plus you get more of the gags, like in Hannah and her sisters, the classic callback from Annie Hall. Do you remember the scene in Annie Hall, which is legendary? They go out to to eat, maybe on their I don't know, for the first date, the first date, and she orders a what is it, a ham and cheese on white bread with mayonnaise, and he just has this expression. It's amazing movie making because he just makes this look. Because he can't even believe he's out with this white girl. She's like, yeah, yeah, ham and cheese, white bread, mayonnaise. That's so white. <laughs> you know, because we wouldn't eat ham. We don't eat it on white bread. We would have pastrami with rice. Because he, I think he orders first. I think he orders. Let me see if I can find the scene. He goes, okay, so he, 
So he gives her a kiss, which is remember if you're a 13 year old boy, and and he does this. Let's 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 listen to this. This is this. I mean, you know. I'm gonna go home later, right? And then he's talking about how he's gonna give her a first kiss. I never even took a lesson either. Hey, listen, listen. What? Give me a kiss. Really? Yeah. Why not? Because we're just gonna go home later, right? And then uh, there's gonna be all that tension. You know, we never kissed before, and I'll never know when to make the right move or anything. <laughs> so we'll kiss now. We'll get it over with, and then we'll go eat. Okay? Oh. Uh, we'll digest our food better. Okay. Okay, so now we can digest our food. Okay, yeah. I mean that scene again, amazing. But here's the the diner scene. I'm gonna have corned beef. Yeah. Okay, so he does order the corned beef. Oh, I'm I'm gonna have pastrami on white bread with uh, mayonnaise and tomatoes and lettuce. Yeah, then he's making these rolling his eyes. <laughs> so. Um... <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Okay. So it's pastrami on white bread with mayonnaise and lettuce and tomato, and he's just making this look. And again, uh, when you see it and you're you're Jewish, you're just like, what? And like, I, I don't think you could know if you're from where she's from, uh, Wichita Falls or wherever she's from. I mean, you probably don't like, I don't understand what's wrong with that order. He just ordered pastrami too. Why is he rolling his eyes? But um, what happens after that? Your second wife left you. And uh, were you depressed about that? Nothing that a few megavitamins can cure. No. Oh. And your first wife, Allison? My first, yeah, she was nice, yeah. but, you know, that was my fault. I was just, I was too crazy. Oh, yeah, it's Allison Porchnik. Anyway, um, yeah, so in Han and Her Sisters, he does the callback where um, he's changing his ethnicity from Judaism to Catholicism, and he goes to the priest to get all this stuff, and he brings back, um, he, you know, he, he, it's, it's great movie making again. He has the bag of stuff. So he first puts out the Bible. He takes the bag one by one, and that's what makes it so great. And uh, he takes out the Bible first, then a cross with Jesus on it, then you know some other item, then white bread, and then mayonnaise. And if you're in the audience, I remember seeing this again, you're laughing hysterically because, again, it is a callback to this scene in Annie Hall 10 years earlier. So if you're a movie maker and you're making a callback to one of your earlier gags, that's like David Tell being a genius. I mean, it's so fucking brilliant. And yet, you know, if you're in the audience and you're like, why are... <laughs> but I can imagine sitting there in Wisconsin going like, I don't... Wait, what's happening? Why, why is this part funny? If people are laughing... Now, meanwhile, if you're in Wisconsin, probably nobody's laughing at that scene. But you know, if you're from Wisconsin and you're in New York and people are laughing, you're like, why, why are they laughing? I don't understand. Because I'm pretty sure I went with somebody who didn't understand. And I'm like, no, no, it's a callback because you know, Catholic people eat the white bread and mayonnaise. See, <laughs> what it is is... So I just think, uh, that was great stuff. I don't even know why we were talking about it. Uh, I think we were just talking about anti-Semitism and racism. Uh, uh, one more thing before we leave. Well, two more things, actually. No, no, one more thing. Um, there was an article today about a woman that came home, I think, in Williamsburg and caught her maid uh, completely passed out with the place, trashed, drank all her booze on the floor. <laughs> and uh, and they even have a picture of her when she because she left to call the police, came back later, took a picture. The maid was just sitting there watching TV, eating ice cream. I mean, this woman was drunk. She ate, drank an entire bottle of gin and an entire bottle of vodka. She was a mess. And it was some cleaning service that they called, and they were just like, no, that's not our girl. I don't know what you called. Um, it's kind of a classic story. And the reason I uh, bring it up is because, number one, if if that happened with my cleaning lady, I'd be so psyched because she's so hot um, that I wouldn't take advantage of her, saying, but I, you know, maybe um, maybe if she's that drunk, she's upset, so I could put her in the bed. And then maybe when she sobers up, you know, we could talk about perhaps, you know, 
getting together. Um, no, but obviously that would still scare the hell out of me for some reason. But um, that did happen to me once before. So yeah, it's oh, oh yeah, yeah. So this is why I brought it up because it's the, it's the same excuse all the time. Uh, many years ago, before I've had the cleaning lady, I've had for about eighteen years. Uh, you know, I had some other ones, and I had one that uh, completely stole my booze and my ties. Who steals that? And I called her on it and got the exact same excuse that this company that she hired gave this girl. Um... Oh, here we go. Yeah. Snow fired off an angry email to the company asking to be reimbursed for the service. Spice Rack and they broke a spice rack. Who cares? And getting her locks changed. But the woman kept trying to wiggle out of paying, claiming the passed out gal was having family problems. That is exactly what happened to me. I would call this lady on her. She goes, I'm going to call the police. She goes, no, please. My husband has a problem. He's got family. That's always family. They use it all the time when they steal. And, I, and you know what? It worked. I, did, I, I didn't fall for it, but I was just like, I'm not going to use her again. But, I, but the problem is, is the, the bottle of liquor she stole, which was Johnny Walker Blue, I had kind of looted from uh, Catch Rising Star when it was closing. So what was I going to say? You know, I was just going to, ah, crap, I stole it too, so it doesn't matter. But yeah, they always use, no, me, the, the, the person, they have family problems. They cannot help them. My husband has a problem. He drinks. I'm like, your husband has a drinking problem. If he has a drinking problem, where, where's he going with my ties? Well, it must mean he has a job. Why does he get to, what does he need ties for? Why would he need booze and ties? That, my friend, does not add up at all. And that's why I'm firing you. Screw you and your magic power. Yes. Anyway, uh, listen, that's our show for today because I don't know what's happening. I got one more week before I go to L.A., right? Uh, yeah, but there shouldn't be any lack of shows or anything. And I don't, so I don't know what's going to happen next week. Uh, when this comes out, the day this comes out, I'm seeing Pretty Woman with my mother. It's supposed to be a disaster, but hilarious. I'm also getting tickets to King Kong, which should also be hilarious. It's a Broadway show, by the way. If you're not from here, they're making a Broadway show at King Kong. Uh, how, do, how am I not going to see that? How am I not going to see that? Um, uh, I mean, I don't know. That sounds hilarious. Um, you you want to see all the stuff that's stupid, so this should be pretty. I I, I wonder if we'll walk out during an intermission. I don't know, but that's not too. So uh, I really just don't know what's happening with the podcast. But you do have a guarantee for me with this that no matter who's on the podcast with me, I will always have the magic power to bring you a podcast, regardless of how I'm feeling, of how people are treating me, of how about whatever's happening in the world. You can count on the Nightfly to bring you good times and good conversation with jazz and conversation. But this has nothing to do with jazz. This is just pure 80s rock and roll. And we'll leave you with triumph, magic power. We'll see you next time on the Nightfly with me, Dave Jessica. Well, let's get serious. Should have probably timed it better. Yeah, see, I'm sad and lonely. I'm reaching for the top, but the music keeps me going. It's never gonna stop. It's never gonna stop. Yeah, it's never gonna. The music keeps me going. This is where they should go into magic power, but they don't. I think there's another verse. 
then it gets even gayer. Let's look at the lyrics. I didn't know there was an instrumental part here. Full of compromise and infinite red tape. Should I put the auto tuner? I sound better that way. Magic, your one chance for escape. Turn me on, turn me up. It's your turn to dream. A little magic power makes it better than it seems. Good night, everybody.